and never give up. All right. Hello and welcome to episode four of Your Mom's Podcast, the only podcast that's worth walking out on a date with one of Degrassi's coolest girls. I'm Caroline. And I'm Avis. And today we'll be talking about Degrassi season one, episodes nine and ten, coming of age and rumors and reputations. Coming of age. Roses are red, much like menstruation. It happens to, oh, 50% of the population. So in this episode, we learned that Jimmy's parents do not care about him at all. And he is basically a latchkey kid. He's sad and lonely all the time and doesn't feel like he has a family. So he starts spending all of his time at Ashley's house, which drives Ashley insane. She starts to feel suffocated. But rather than tell him this, she just starts, you know, being kind of shitty towards him and whatever. And then Toby tells Jimmy that Ashley wants to break up and it's a whole thing. Over in grade seven, Emma is having a lot of feelings. None of them are good. She is snippy. She is irritable. She is weepy. Of course, she's about to have her first period while wearing a white skirt, no less. But she winds up being surprisingly cool about the whole thing. Entirely cool, actually. <laughs> this is one of my favorite episodes, honestly. Like of this season or of all time? Of this season, definitely, but honestly, I think of all time. Okay. Wow. Bold statement coming from Caroline off the top. It's, you know, I think, yeah, it's low stakes, but that's a lot of season one. But it's, mm -hmm. first off, we get to see Emma at her absolute best. Season one, Paige really shines in this episode, which is not something <sighs> that Paige it was does much in season one. I was going to say, yeah, that's about time. I think Sean is really adorable in this episode. I love that he's into astrology. Mm -hmm. And I love, like, you can see the moment that Sean, like, he's been crushing on Emma. Mm -hmm. But when she slaps back at JT, like, you can see that boy falling in love Oh, with yeah. Her. There's a like, click. There's Daniel a Clark did an amazing job. And I just, I don't know, I really love this episode. And I, you know, I think we've talked about it some, like, I don't think that Sean and Emma were ever meant to be endgame. Yes, but we did. I think that they are a really great first relationship. Totally. I think that's what they're honestly meant to be. Like, that's, that's their, that's what people should remember them for, is being a really great first love. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she got to grow up and you know blossom with somebody who who really cared about her and who loved her for who she was and that's why he fell in love with her in fact like right she he you know it's very much a heart eye situation and it's cute that she you know also it's commented that she's also making heart eyes at him too much and like you know that uh it's too obvious but like he he it clicks for him in this episode just like wow like that's like she, what a woman kind of thing. <laughs> like I think, right? Like you know, a force to be holding. You know, he's very much taken with her, and I think it's a great scene for her because it's kind of her character in a nutshell. It's like she's no, she's gonna call you out on some shit. Like if she has to be traumatized, so do you. Like you decided to poke fun at her, you're gonna get it, JT. You're gonna get like the whole. <laughs> can I? Uh, can I actually pop in with a personal story? Not quite as cool as Emma. 
But when I was like 24, I was waiting tables at this really like bougie steakhouse that did not really like put out the quality to support the bougie. But you know, what are you going to do? Anyway, I'm working one day and I'm I'm having my period and it's the second day in a row and it's the second day in a row that I've gone and gotten ibuprofen from the office Mm -hmm. and I'm walking back through the kitchen and the owner in front of the entire kitchen staff is like, Caroline, are you like a raging alcoholic or something? And I'm kind of taken aback and I'm like, uh, what, what? Right. And he goes, I just don't see any reason that somebody your age should be taking ibuprofen this frequently. And I was not having it. I hated this job anyway. I did not last there very long. And I looked at him and I said, actually, I'm bleeding profusely from my vagina right now. And it's kind of painful. But I'll remember to bring my own ibuprofen going forward. Which brings me to Emma, which is something maybe I don't want to nitpick at a 12-year-old for, but she's talking about, oh, I feel no different. Well, that m- must be great to have no cramps that are trying to come for your life. No, like, horrible, you know, TMI for those of you who don't bleed. Period poops. They suck. Literally wanting to eat everything or eat nothing depends on the month. Literally be- having hot flashes. For me, I have hot flashes. Like, I either need, like you know, a fan, I need a fan blowing on me, but a blanket also. And then I need to be naked TMI, but this is all stuff that stems from a period. I mean, TMI, but I started mine yesterday and I'm trying to quit smoking today. So I went and spent like $25 on a sandwich today because I was like, I deserve this. (laughs) And it was delicious. It was like lobster salad on like a like savory old Bay donut. Oh, wow. Amazing. A, a, Amazing. A donut. I've definitely, that definitely sounds like a decadent sandwich. It was, it was everything I needed. Probably worth 20 ish, maybe like it, like 18 to $20. I don't know, 25. It was a lot of lobster. Okay. Uh, well, you do live like lobster. Yeah, but in a lobster but... plentiful area. So, I mean, it's probably good quality lobster too. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, tr- I wouldn't pay that. No. No, New Jersey's not known for its lobster. Can I can I ask a question? <laughs> yes, Charles. Uh, so I have a quick question that just kind of came up uh, it, when Avis was talking about like, oh, you don't get period cramps, cramps, Emma. Good for you. Do you guys remember your first periods? Was is there like a difference? Yes, I remember my first question. period. I remember my first one. It. I mean, it. It's gotten worse. I feel like once you're actually. Because I have a weird theory that like, you know, you you, you are physically able to have children, but I think that there's like a, a, a height of when your body truly wants you to be pregnant and then it starts trying to attack you with all these various symptoms. And that started for me maybe around 15, 16, but like my first couple years, I got it when I was about 12, around Emma's age, maybe like 11 of turning 12. And it, I was able to like hide it from my mom, like for at least two periods, which means I, I wasn't in pain. Like I was spotting, like that's kind of how it happens very like initially for a lot of girls. It's just like, it's spotting. It is a period, but it's not a full period. Your mm-hmm. period has to kind of mature a little bit. Um, and then it like regular, like some, for me, it got regular. And then it started wreaking havoc on my life around 15. Lucky you. I remember having to like go lie down in the nurse's office in like sixth grade. 
Oh, geez, Caroline. No, where yeah, I was... would get like, I would get cramps like that would go all the way down my legs. Oh, like, my. that's yeah, yeah, that's serious. That's you're on the, the pain scale, like you're above <laughs> where yep. you should be. For And I mean, and I say that not to say that period cramps aren't some of the worst pain that can be experienced next to like, I know kidney stones are pretty painful like like toothaches i've heard are very painful likes but like i think it's a extreme pain that people are just forced to work through and i hate that i've hated that stigma of like oh you have to just keep buck up it happens every month yeah i have to fight for my life every month i'm glad that you i'm glad that we're talking about it oh yeah no it's like you hurt you feel like you have to poop and sometimes you do and sometimes you don't and and you're like (laughs) you're really weepy and you're really irritable and like Mm -hmm. i it's like i get amnesia every month and it's not until like the day i start my period that i'm like oh that's why i've been such a bitch lately actually i do like that that they highlight with emma you know that she's raging about a test and you know that she's just a little bit more like elevated in her personality than normal Mm -hmm. it's nothing like because this would be normal emma behavior if she was working on something or you know she's just that sort of type of a like i've got to do check all my personal boxes but it's just elevated and i do like how they tried to like do ptsd uh, not ptsd uh pms so I I really think it's a cute way to like for kids to understand, oh, okay, maybe if you're having some of this buildup, this is and then it leads to your period. This is probably, you know, related. <laughs> like Well, and I wait, have to say like <laughs> I I think Spike really shines in this episode, but it's kind of interesting to me that she doesn't feminist pick up on what's going on like oh yeah like i that's actually what i needed from this episode was not the scene where spike confronts emma watching the soap opera and takes her shopping i mean you can do that too but what i really needed was like emma you're getting your period this is the beginning of you like how manny just casually says oh you can get pregnant now but let's talk about that and maybe have a very candid conversation about how this is relevant to the reproductive system or just have like a cozy little talk i don't know or buy her a book my mom bought me a book i mean i feel like the the mom that spike can be sometimes should have bought her a book years ago however if that's not the case yes buy her a book you know have a have a couple talks with her she doesn't know what wings are on a pad. She's emotionally overwhelmed. <laughs> like, right, she's right. not, if she doesn't know, if she's like, man, I'm not ready for wings on a pad, then she's just completely in her depth about this experience. And she needs her mom to like throw her a life raft. But she, right. what she gets instead is Paige Michael Chuck, you know, so... Who shines, who absolutely shines. Who reassures her that, yes, this is a biological change, but no, you will not morph into me, someone who is trying to be a woman overnight. It's cute. I I like their exchange. It's very wholesome. I do want to say, still talking about the Emma portion of this episode, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is Miss Kwan's deal? Because, like, I'm sorry, if one of your best students rolls into class late in gym shorts that are too big for her 
-hmm. It's middle school. The odds that she's just gotten her first period are Are really fucking high. high. And, like, the next best thing is that she somehow peed her pants. Like, why are you making faces about this? And, like, like be, come on, Miss Kwan. Women supporting women, damn it. Yeah, she's kind of, like, I mean, Emma has to corral her into her side at the end. Like, right, Miss Kwan? That's right, Emma. You know, like, I think it's just kind of, like, but we all know that, like, I have this headcanon that fucking Miss Kwan just hates everybody. She just hates <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> like all of like more like more than the like teacher meme that like most teachers hate students, which I don't think is true. I think a lo- I think most teachers actually love their students. But I, I think, think middle schoolers are the worst kids to teach. Oh, they scare me. 12 year olds scare me though, but it's just because a lot of lots happening at once. Not I mean, anymore. But- it used to be. It, it wasn't until I was like 30 that I stopped being scared when I walked past like a gaggle of middle school girls. I think my issue is that these kids, these girls think that I am their age. You know, I am, <laughs> I'm turning 29 tomorrow. I frequently get mistooketh for a teenager it's because you're so little no middle schoolers are just i I don't even blame them like your hormones are going batshit insane yeah batshit insane what's and like week is not true next week most likely as you're getting (laughs) as you're getting a little older like social politics start really coming into play like it's a lot to navigate. That whole classroom scene is just iconic. And I really am mad the entire time because I'm just like, draw string. Draw string. For the love of all that is. I mean. Please use a draw Yeah, string. but if they're the shorts still, are big enough. They're still not going to. But the way that she's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you're. It's like uh, improv when you're given like something and you're told to make it to just be over the top with it. Like. Yeah like oh okay this is a pair of basketball shorts and you've got to keep them up you know and you're told to or even for the theater you're told to make it bigger and just flamboyant that's what it looks like she's doing like but no you're in front of a camera and it does not look it looks like there's solutions that you could have come up with with those shorts (laughs) and i don't think that's because of an this is an emma slander podcast i think it's because better choices could have been made but you know maybe i'm just gonna find one little thing that emma does in every other episode that she's supposed to be smart okay thank you she's she she, deductive reasoning left the chat uh, as far as like, I mean, personally, I think that Manny was a real one for her resourcefulness because where did she find those shorts? Where did she have to sneak into the dude's locker room and, and take the shorts out of someone's? Uh, we'll never know what she did because she's and never she did make it a fast. Feel of it because Manny is it's a ride a real- or die. No we questions all know asked, this. Manny's got you. She's got results too, you know, because that was crunch time. Like she did not have a lot of time to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so yeah. So we should also talk about the Jimmy and Ashley half of this episode, I guess, which is way uh, less entertaining to me. It's it's very, I mean, spoiler in terms of their future, but I think this pattern feels familiar. Um, it's just. <laughs> They're it feels- not a good couple. They haven't been a good couple for a while. 
No, and I and I truly believe that here's my my little theory that I came up with because I just love having them towards characters like this. Um, I feel like Ashley let it slip in, and I'm using air quotes for those who cannot see me, you, which is all of you. Let it slip in front of Toby to Terry that, oh, I, I'm just about ready to break up with him. Knowing, because she just said it, that he's inviting Jimmy over for dinner every night. They're shooting hoops, they're talking every day do you think that toby's going to not be able to say anything was it your plan ashley to let it slip so that toby would let you off of the hook of having to do it which is maybe something you've been wanting to do i, I mean toby's a, a good kid he's not going to keep that kind of secret to himself i kind of think that ashley wanted to be let off the hook or at least you know by telling toby oh i want to break up with him basically Toby's yeah. going to do the work for me. As a side note, before I forget about it, yeah. this isn't important to the plot at all whatsoever, but mm -hmm. why is there a fucking canoe of pomegranates on Jimmy's dining room table? Caroline, paying, to the, paying attention to the I, background it, details. It, it popped out to me. It's ridiculous. I'm going to go back through and take a picture of it to share on the Instagram because it's just yes, please. ridiculous. Ridiculous. This is the kind of content that I live for personally. It, it made me mad. It made me mad. It's like when people just have like a jar of lemons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, can we talk about the, the, the conversation that takes place in the kitchen and how Jimmy somehow doesn't pick up on this? Like Toby's like, Kate, can Jimmy stay for dinner? We have enough food, right? And Kate's it's, like, well, yeah. uh, and Ooh, Ashley's like, it's fine, just forget it. <laughs> and then like Toby and Jimmy just like do 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 on out of the kitchen. I th for personally, I think that Jimmy's not stupid, but Jimmy's not like he's not gonna lead you to 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 do something that's your problem. I just he just strikes me as oblivious, which is also tracks. Like he's a thirteen year old boy. He's and not he's not at all picking up on the fact that his girlfriend doesn't want him around. You know, because no, even when, like, Toby's, of, like, yeah. hinting at it, trying to, why are you trying to use a sports metaphor, Toby? But he tries it. God it's love him, so he tries it. It so doesn't work, but it's so cute that he he's like, this is an attempt to say it in, in a term, you'll under, in a way you'll understand, um, basically. Yeah. But, like, I just think that there's a lot, I mean, the, the oblivious thing would track because there's a lot of things that he's just not tuning into that would save him a lot of, like, oh, wait, what? You mean she we're, we're together too much and she feels smothered? That's why this is such a good example of an immature relationship. Right. Like they, they can't talk to each other. They're getting filtered information. Literally, Toby well, is who's communicating about this. Why yeah. is Toby involved in your relationship? She just doesn't know. It's like, oh, are you sure you're not doing this because you feel sorry for me? No, Jimmy, she's not sure. She's not sure of anything. Uh, it's so sad. That hug is so like. It's so pitiful. It's it's so pitiful. I had. Okay. So like it wasn't like I was going to break up with him on his birthday, but I didn't want to do it on his birthday. And my stepbrother told him that I was, you know, I didn't have all of that, but I definitely had like a boyfriend that I like <laughs> that I stayed with way longer than I should have. And like, I remember giving those hugs of like, everything's going to be okay. I'm happy. I feel for Ashley a bit in this episode. I mean, both sides are hard. However, I think that just because of the way the story is told, that we're only, even though we get some of 
who she is because she is a very vocal person. She's just not to the right person. Because honestly, it's a simple fix. Like, I feel like we spend too much time together. I still have that in my relationship. Girl, it doesn't go away, okay? <laughs> you When you get older, especially like when you go through a pandemic together and literally you develop those habits of being together all the time and then society opened back up and you had to learn how to like be with other people again. That was the whole thing. But it's just like, it never goes away of having to talk to your partner. And I right. think that that is the big, big thing that's missing from all of these relationships at this time. It's actually a lot, yeah. of fun, a lot of fun when they start learning that. Like, a lot of my issues might be solved if I just communicate. Really? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's lifelong. I, I'm very much like you and I have talked a little bit about. I'm a cult survivor, mm -hmm. and I spent my early twenties just kind of like trying to figure out how to interact with normal people. Because uh, I hadn't done that in a very long time, not with any regularity. And I kind of realized, like, I've got weird shit about me. And I'm just going to save everybody time. And I'm very much one of those people at this point who I'm like, I'm going to put my shit out on the table. If something is like, like, I had a meeting at work recently. I work mm -hmm. one day a week at a pizza place. And change of season, we've got some new staff. We had an all staff meeting. That's a very reasonable thing to have happen. Yeah. And... I work one day a week. It would be ridiculous to have everybody come in and pay them to have a meeting about me. But mm -hmm. that was totally a thing that my cult would do was like have these all school meetings where like one to like five people would just get dragged for a whole day. Yeah. And I actually had to reach out to my boss and be like, I know this is unhinged, <laughs> but can you just tell me this meeting is not just about how I suck? And he was like, um, yeah. And like, I don't know, that's weird, but also I'd rather not have anxiety for three weeks because I know we're having a meeting. Yeah, and I mean, anxiety I, sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I think I got a little bit off topic there, but that like, no, I'm very upfront about like, if you're doing something and I feel some type of way about it, like I'm hardwired to interpret shit weirdly because of shit that I've lived through. Mm -hmm. So let me just stop and clarify right now what's happening. Right. It speaks, it speaks really well uh, to the theme of the conversation as well, that just like being able to communicate what your concerns are and ask for that reassurance is a really normal and healthy thing to do. Mm -hmm. So first of all, don't be sorry about getting into that, mm -hmm. but also it's, it just, you know, it's, it's a, it's a lesson. And as well, I just want to say like, there may very well be people listening to this that don't fully know that. Right. Absolutely. It's extremely I still have point. days that I forget it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's that's it's like a it's a constant lesson because every mm -hmm. situation is different. Your emotions are different in every and I mean the things that Ashley feels aren't invalid. Like I want to stress that too. Like it is healthy and normal to need just time Peace. with your friends, just time like at home, away right. from your partner. If you don't live with your partner yet, you know, the time when you guys don't live together is vastly different from the time you live together. Once you, if you make that transition of being a couple that lived apart and then coming together in one household, you'll understand that it's night and day. You get space from each other. It, you know, what you get to go home and have that break, even, even mm -hmm. if it's just, oh, they sleep over a lot, but you, they don't live there full time. So, you know, it's, in that stage of a relationship, it's very important to have those boundaries 
for some people. But, and that needs to be talked about because every relationship is different. Like some couples literally are attached at the hip and that works for them. They're each other's like, you know, comfort zone, security, like, you know, that, that sort of dynamic. And that's fine. They've agreed on that. They think that that's healthy for them. Ashley does not want that sort of dynamic, whereas Jimmy is very much, but that's his attachment style too, which Mm -hmm. is obviously reflected in just how he does not have any reassurance of when his parents will show up for him. And Ashley's very consistent, so he attaches to her. He would attach to a person who wasn't consistent too, but he just happened to develop a relationship with someone who has a loving family and had that reassurance that her needs would be met and she would, and her caregivers would come back for her. Like it's mm. a, it's a very basic reason why he acts the way he does. Like, and he feels that way about himself. He feels like he's a suction cup. That is like basic projection. Like, yeah. you know, don't, don't throw that out at her. Like, no, that feel about yours because your parents are not consistent, you know, providers for you, either, you know, emotionally or, you know, just having to order yourself your own fucking pizza. Like, you know, you eat by yourself all the time. The usual. The usual. Yeah, Jimmy. Why do you have have to tell him him the usual? (laughs) Shots fired at the writers for that one. We, I, I love that you brought that up because I agree. Oh, Degrassi is so no, dramatic. It's, it's an interesting episode because it's like, I can't fault either one of them for how they're feeling. Right. And really, I can't fault either one of them for how they're dealing with it because they're literal children. Exactly. Like, it's frustrating to watch. Mm-hmm. But also, like, no, I feel for Ashley and I feel for Jimmy. Like, it's a lot for both of them. And... Yeah. Neither one of them knows how to deal with it yet because it's their first relationship and exactly. their children. And literally. Jimmy doesn't know. Jimmy doesn't even know what a relationship looks like because he's literally never seen his parents. I can segue into the fashion corner because I have a shit ton of that. Yeah. But did you want to bring up anything else in the deep dive that you felt like we... Oh, you know what? Bringing it back to the Emma, I did have one more thing in my notes. Okay. Which was when Emma and Manny go into the bathroom and Manny's like, don't you asking, like, don't you have a jacket you can tie around her waist? And Emma's like, I don't have a jacket. It's like summer outside. Mm -hmm. Girl, you are wearing a turtleneck. She sure is. Everybody has like hoodies on. What do you mean? It's like summer outside. I guess I Canada. I don't get Canada nor climate nor I mean you know some of the fashion very questionable but yeah good point caroline so there's i mean personally i found a couple iconic outfits in this episode um i before we get to the good can i throw a little bit of shade at terry yeah for how she- <laughs> terry appears to also be having her period um she's just like she's wearing sweats she is. she's her hair is like greasy and messy and and even just her posture is off. I feel like Christina probably was like not she's having a PMS day. Yeah, that's fair. And Definitely. it's all good. It's, not, it's all I good. I feel like but... her, you know, her outfit next. Uh, oh, I did have one mention of a good Terry outfit. I liked her little her red shirt with the arrow. I think it's when she's talking. Oh, when Jimmy when she's actually saying, oh, I'm about ready to break up with him in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But I think that during school, she might have had like a sweatshirt over it or something. So she took it off when she got to 
Ashley's house. And that is why the outfit looks less, oh, I'm on my period vibes. <laughs> yeah. And and to be clear, Terry is still adorable. She just, she looks like she's struggling a bit. Yeah. And I mean, who wants to be on camera when you're having your period? So that is the case. Shout out to her. I mean, in that case, shout out to me, right? Because we're on camera, even if nobody but us can see it. That's true. And I, too, have, like, greasy, messy hair and I'm in sweatpants. Uh, I, you know, was supposed to get a birthday visitor for tomorrow. So yay me. Ooh, love a birthday period. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. But on to better fashion. What do we got? Yeah, so I actually was living for Paige's fuzzy blue coat and and shades. That Mm -hmm. outfit is beautiful. Like, the shade of it. I I think she's rocking it, too, because she wears it twice. Oh, definitely. She wears it twice. She wears it really (laughs) well. It's... I've called it a Muppet coat in my notes. It's totally a blue Muppet coat. I think it's, it's... great on her she rocks it and she you know she's got that confidence that only Paige can exude but then you know of course feminist icon a second feminist icon because Paige is also in this episode feminist icon but uh Spike I love her hair like the the intricate all the butterfly butterfly clip thing she's got going on and her stone necklace the Mm. light stone necklace very very cute very trendy and is the perfect you know way to be accessorized when you kick some pervert ass (laughs) in the mall and i actually think that emma's tie-dye horse shirt is low-key adorable i just think it tracks that she loves animals and she's wearing fucking a tie-dye shirt with a horse on it no it definitely works i also (laughs) her like her outfit before she ruins it with menstruation yeah is uh, yes is so it's cute love, the I blue exactly- and tan striped turtleneck and that white skirt yes. it's it's very and cute and she wasn't lying when she said it would it goes with a lot you know mm-hmm. the i the white skirt is iconic because it is such a choice you know you're obviously wearing white after labor day okay love it like my mom always made that rule i don't know my mom's like a fashion fashion aficionado yeah. so she always told me we do not wear white after labor day we don't do it but i love a winter white so you know kind of have to it's like a hard disagree sometimes but yeah i love the whole mini skirt pages back bathroom scene where she's being like mama uh feminist mm-hmm. um, I, it's giving hell hath no fury vibes just the the all black the the boots and the skirt the peasant it's not quite peasant because it's there's no flare it's more just like a like a pencil type skirt with like an overlay that's like mm-hmm. it's very chic you know um and i think it works with because her hair is all sleek she does not crimp her hair in this scene <laughs> um she loves the crimp iron though but i like her hair it's all full and she just looks very sweet and everything when she's telling emma you know you're not gonna morph into me right yeah Man, I love Paige so much in this episode, and then she has to just fuck it up. Well, yeah, she's got to have dimension, I guess, more. We got to... We got to talk about JT, too. Mm -hmm. You know, because Emma, like, says something about, like, JT doesn't know about fashion, and he has proven her quite right today. Oh, he looks amazing. In, like, a hunter orange fishing vest. Oh, yes. With a two-tone long sleeve graphic tee, and he's got that black backwards ball cap, and I think he's wearing a chain, and it's just, like... 
there's so much going on and yet it's also like an aggressively bland outfit very atrocious combination and um he wears it proudly so he has no idea that he looks like he got dressed in the dark this morning but i no. think that that's fine for his vibe <laughs> i was gonna write it down as like you know this looks like an outfit i might have worn in in fifth grade not a color palette but like the core like the uh, core you know the the puffy vest yeah i think that it's, it was a staple um the the puffy vest had a chokehold on me personally it's like wearing a jacket I, so so i actually remember when uh, caroline you and i were watching this episode and the next one and i know this isn't fashion <laughs> but i remember we called out jt's outfit specifically and then the blocking is actually really interesting because he like compliments Emma on her outfit and then fully walks around her <laughs> to check her out. It's, I, I just, like, I remember I broke it down when we mm-hmm. watched it, um, but I just, I love that blocking, yeah. especially because it really puts a lot of contrast against Emma's really nice outfit with JT's nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I think it's weird that he says sexy shirt. Yeah. Oh, like, God. it's just so, it sounds weird. It's like Ryan the actor um, who plays JT sounds like a lot of his lines he, he delivers beautifully and he sounds like he is JT. That line just did not sound good. It's like sexy shirt. All right. I have a Heather Sinclair hypothesis. So in one of the like transition scenes outside of Degrassi, there is a girl scooting away on a scooter. She's like a dirty blonde. Her hair's in a ponytail She's wearing black jeans, a black sweater. She's got a black bat- backpack and then this badass like silver pterodactyl keychain. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's Heather Sinclair. All right. And we also had a hun count in the bathroom. Paige says to Emma, hun, you don't wear light, peri- light colors when you're getting your period. Mm-hmm. Which is sage advice. And we should all sage. just listen to listen to Paige when she's being a sage. <laughs> <laughs> but like i actually still think about that so, like i'm like oh i'm getting my period i'm just gonna wear like black <laughs> not <laughs> not in mourning but like black is chic i i, I really like wearing black yeah. it makes me feel like less like i'm re- like retaining water which fun fact is another period symptom yay are we ready to jump into rumors and reputations yes absolutely so in rumors and reputations roses are red boycott the calf armstrong's not a creep liberty's bad at math so in this episode emma sees coach armstrong put his arm around liberty and her mind goes to dark places aka almost to yellow knife as we can recall like this girl (laughs) is scarred she's had some things happen to her so it's understandable However, Terry overhears her sharing her very valid concerns based on what she saw with Manny. And the whole thing snowballs quickly into a very vicious rumor. Uh, And then, you know, completely switching gears, Spinner finds an earwig in his lunch and he does not handle it well. AKA, like, like, just the whole situation was very mishandled. Um, (laughs) And he deals with the consequences and they include a hairnet. So, <laughs> yeah, it's almost as though Spinner has poor imp- impulse control. Oh man, and w- wouldn't that have been like diagnosable or something? Like, wouldn't that have been something that? If only there were like a little pill he could take. 
Oh, that like that B plus. It's hilarious because I just think that it is really a bad like turn of <laughs> like a really mishandled on his part because he could have definitely been the one. Oh, I found the earwig. Like it's me. Like if he had not just like thrown it and <laughs> started a food fight. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, the B plot. It's funny, but it's not as strong as I think the last episode. No. And like, but then he just, he also, he continues to not handle it well. Because like, if he had just put an earwig in Ashley's food. Instead of gathering a colony. Yeah. And also probably not Ashley. Not Ashley. Why did Ashley want pepper? Why? Why does she want pepper for her sandwich? Sometimes I put pepper on a sandwich, but I don't know. I like pepper on a sandwich. I know, but I just, I feel like every time that she says that and then I see the sandwich, I'm like, I feel like they could have given her something else so the people don't have a reason to make fun of her. I'm people. <laughs> I'm going to make fun of her. I love how hard, like, you will, like, because this is an Emma Nelson and an Ashley Kerwin slander podcast and, like, same, but you're like... Emma, why are you still holding this pizza? Ashley, why are you pouring your milk in a glass? Why do you need pepper for this sandwich? Like, the hate runs so Amos is deep in you. asking real questions that you might not and I love ask. it. The whole spinner plot is, and he ends up, so he puts a million fucking earwigs in Ashley's sandwich and then, and then has a million more. Her. Yeah, and like, it's so obvious. He immediately gets caught. He gets in a fuck ton of trouble. Mm-hmm. He's got to work in the calf for two months mm-hmm. during lunch and after school God, I love Sheila. to help pay for the fumigation. Sheila's a fucking real one. I think that she's just got like, she's like the typical lunch lady, like template. I think if you like, you could find a Sheila in like most every school in America. But no, Sheila's great. Spinner's an idiot. The calf is going to get fumigated, which it needed anyway. But now Spinner has to work it off instead of the school board just like paying for it. Yeah. Which is... And then there's the way bigger plot of <laughs> like the substantially more important. And honestly, this I have such feelings about it because you know people want to shit on Emma for this episode, I, and I get it. I, Emma Nelson slander pad. I get it, but this is not. But this no. is not going to be one of the episodes that I personally shit on her. Because I don't think that she deserves it. I think that she... Should she have maybe not had the conversation with Manny in in the the middle of the hallway? Absolutely. Is it also also reasonable that a traumatized seventh grader isn't going to come to that, like, isn't going to think of that? I mean, she's not, she's reacting. She's reacting to mm -hmm. seeing something that she can't believe she's seeing. And her, like, honestly, I think it's pretty understandable the entire like i have no fault for emma i wouldn't say exactly like i'm going to hail her for her you know her actions because that's not really what it's about for me it's just like yeah she's not like a shining she is not a shining star however i do think her actions from a to b i get it i don't think that she's wrong and i think that even when she has the conversation with liberty and you know that's good that's amazing that they put that on on a child's you know, children's television program to say like, oh, uh, Liberty saying, oh, I can't believe you think I could do that. And she says, what do you mean be violated? It's extremely important for kids to know, okay, like when you are violated, that's not something that you choose to do or that you can control. 
it's not something that you let happen to you. Like you are deprived of your power and it is, you know, not your fault. So I think it's extremely also good to hear Emma having that narrative about herself. And I just want to say, and I think like it's a given, but also I just want to put it out there. Like, even if you are going along with it, even if you are enjoying it, like you're allowed to, you're a child, yeah. you're easily manipulated. Right. It's and an not adult like, or I remember else having should. crushes on adults when I was a kid. An adult should let you know that that's not but appropriate an and draw adult, a boundary. Right. right. There's totally a way that, because that is a hundred percent a valid point. There are instances where a child might be, you know, performing or, you know, coming onto an adult in a way that is not appropriate. However, that is uh, versus an adult who knows better, a child who is not able to have clear decision-making, right. understand the full depth of the, the situation that they're in, etc. You know, an adult knows all of these things and is able to set that boundary. And when, when you've crossed that line, it's with full knowledge of, okay, I am taking advantage of this situation because they don't know. Right. They're making an informed choice. And, and the, the child, child is not. not 100%. But also it does not apply here because coach Armstrong is not a creep. He's not. He is not touching Liberty. He was comforting her because she's frustrated. She thinks she's dumb because she can't do and math. And he's being she can't do math because she has yes. because she's embarrassed. Yes. I have dyscalculia. Mm -hmm. This episode was actually what helped me like, figure that oh, out wow. i had never heard of it before yeah that's i actually had never heard of it before either i do not have dyscalculia but it definitely made me aware that it was a thing and the i you know realized that I, it kind of made me less embarrassed about another thing that i actually don't have a name for but i'm pretty sure it's very common where i flip numbers so if something reads five five four i might remember it four five five or five four five you know like i have honey i think that is dyscalculia is it it doesn't come up in like yeah. any other like i'm i'm bad at math but that's just because i i hate it um and it also doesn't make sense to me a lot of the time i have to i have to struggle with it like it's really easy for me to transpose numbers yeah. and what happened yeah but i've actually like as i've learned to work around mm -hmm. it and like most of what that is is just like quadruple checking everything i worked in retail banking for like three years mm -hmm. and had to be like right. really diligent about it but ever since i found ways to work around it i've started to really love math like i actually math is when i go and get a massage mm -hmm. what i like to do is like give myself long division problems <laughs> to do in my head oh my. and i focus on that enough that i can like relax <laughs> that's the champ champ behavior because long division gives me the itches I hated long division. I actually, I loved uh, geometry. I really tapped out at calculus. I was just like, I'm in danger. I'm going to go take <laughs> business math. <laughs> like not I like that a was cult. a whole lot better. <laughs> I went to a cult for high school and then community college. So like algebra is as far as I know, mm -hmm. but I can do some math and I enjoy yeah. it. Maybe one day I'll come back to studying more math. Absolutely. That's but yeah, so Liberty's bad at math mm -hmm. because she has dyscalculia mm -hmm. and Avis maybe also has dyscalculia I, or maybe she just hates I, math. Right. And either is I'm fine. not sure, guys. I might go get tested. Cause I have pretty good insurance. I think I can do that. 
but yeah so emma is concerned and she should have gone right to liberty mm-hmm. and if she wasn't gonna go right to liberty she should have talked to manny someplace private yeah. but i don't think that emma's at fault terry hears this rumor and runs yeah. with it and terry alters it she does it's a love note it's, emma didn't say love it's note. like that uh, whisper down the lane and it's just a little bit different every time and then by the time but some somewhere between Paige telling hazel which by the way first hazel i sighting, know i'm excited because she's so cute i i love hazel she's so cute. like her function and her introduction is so um like good for her character because like this she's just Paige's right hand the way that Paige looks back at her like oh, yeah you already know i'm giving you like the pre-tea because tea is not a thing yet but yeah <laughs> but by the time hazel is walking past sean mm-hmm. hazel's talking about they were kissing in the parking lot <laughs> Like this rumor snowballs so fast. Poor baby Sean. He is so fucked up over this. And it's because like he looks up to Coach Armstrong. That's one of his heroes. And he's like and I get it. I get it. He needs that. I also do respect that Emma, because a lot of other kids would have been told to like once Radich told her to go and leave, she would have, you know like an authority figure tells you to leave you're gonna be like okay well damn maybe i should leave but like emma's like no like i'm actually i have something to say like you can't you know i'm in the middle of this (laughs) she could have worded that better because yeah then he looked at her like he looked and then like armstrong's like this is really like getting this is really deep. <laughs> well, Armstrong even, yeah, no, he, it's, and it's all just happening around Armstrong. I mean, a, be, a little bitch of a page moment when she's like, no, Mr. Armstrong. Mm, mm. Like, I kind of hate that. Right. That smarmy yeah. little thing that, but it's like, I also am just like, why did, why are all of these middle schoolers so ready to believe and be okay with not even be okay with in the sense that they're like, they're just reacting to it like you know this is scandalous versus this is something we should call nine one one about <laughs> right Spinner's like all like, i heard was the hey. svu music <laughs> right and <laughs> spinner's like armstrong's banging liberty and then yeah. like student council people are like at the window being like loser yeah, right. like, like what the like, fuck oh, that's her look at her like what like why someone needs to call olivia benson because like i know that she doesn't deal in canadian matters but she is needed here this my issue is just that that it's so i I know that they understand the like the depth of the situation and you know like stranger danger but it's also like an adult should never touch you if you know that an adult is touching someone that you go to school with you should tell someone right i also think it's interesting i just thought of this but there's no further like fallout from it because that rumor went all the way around the school it did it did and yes we nipped it in the bud yes we understand like what's happened Mm -hmm. But a bunch of thir- 12 to 14 year olds heard this and it's not like. There's no education. There's no talking. What's that saying about like a rumor travels the world before the truth can put its boots yes. on? Like, yeah. there, like you would have to have an assembly. Or yeah, a lot. Or I something. think it's like the, the lie or like the. Yeah, but yes. Yeah, a lie. Yes, but that's the same, but, same sentiment. And I honestly, I think that that's just. 
I mean, that's why ultimately Emma's able to write the truth because there was no truth to it. And it was just good that it, as soon as Radish heard it, you know, Emma was able to step in and tell how it actually started. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel for Liberty in this situation because, again, for some reason, they're just all teasing her versus like actually asking her, are you being molested? Are you okay? Right. Did Armstrong actually touch you? You know, none of these things. And, and Liberty is not an, a social outcast. I mean, she, is not someone that people couldn't go up to and approach and ask those questions. Like even Ashley's like, don't you want to talk about it in private? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like they're right. It's the whole thing. It's, ludicrous. It's, it's, it's a doozy of an episode. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think of like, is there anything else? Right. Other things I'm going to really to touch on here. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, Oh, okay. I will give an honorable mention, which is really not important just to the I aming that uh jimmy and ashley do where jimmy says liberty armstrong doing it and then he and then instead of replying ashley looks up and she's like mouse is this true (laughs) where did you write (laughs) like the wackiest scene ever uh not even ever but just for right now hilarious I think we're good to segue into my favorite corner, which is the fashion the corner. The fashion corner. <laughs> yes. Um, and I mean, honestly, the, I've got to lead it off the top with a, a love. I think it's an iconic outfit for her, honestly, of this era. The purple winged collar top for Ashley. And, and the, the puka, puka shell necklace. necklace. Yes. And that she got yep. her signature hoops on. I love this outfit for her. I think it's very beautiful. It is it's very peak 2000. Yeah. I also loved Terry also had the, the like red and yeah. black striped collar. Those shirts. I, I remember I had one that was pink and green mm-hmm. that I got from American Eagle. Fucking love. I love me a collar still. People try to take away my collar, like especially a winged collar. It's, there's a look. There's a look to it with the point and it goes down. It's a little bit more relaxed than a regular collar, but I like Terry's because it's more just a traditional men's collar, like a yeah. polo shirt but with sleeves very cute very like you said very peak 2000 very fun girl time i just loved when girls dressed in henley's and were very like Mm -hmm. boyish and this is the time but you know she's got a little femininity in there ashley's got the the purple it's very cute but her and Paige are walking together i don't her um Paige's little pink like shirt and her brown pants are fine but what i really think it stands out is her hair i love her barrette <laughs> i love the crimp section with the barrette holding it back it's yeah. adorable i love a barrette i love barrettes it's like one of those like plastic barrettes with yes, like, flowers, the four flowers but it's like long. yeah the four flowers it's really pattern. cute no her hair looks it's really very, cute it's, she's yeah. got a dumb bag as per always I, the, the dumb bag is i love <laughs> we didn't mention it, it back in um in uh the last episode coming of age but she also had a dumb <laughs> little purse when she gives emma the pad it's like basically oh my god she's uh, yeah she's always got these like see-through fucking you gotta like open the whole thing it's got hinges it's like, basically like what are you box. doing yeah it's like a lunch i think yeah. that one had like a heart and it looked kind of like what she put cookies in at mm-hmm. christmas time with the handle but yeah, this one is like see-through, very cheap, rectangle, blue, plastic. Um, 
but she's rocking it you know she's she's got that thing close and i I guess it's holding yeah her little it's not a side what is it a it's like a cell phone with a qwerty keyboard but like in a time where that wasn't really a thing it's not a t-mobile no it's not it looks like something it it looks looks like something that she bought at claire it does it doesn't look like it works does it it's so tiny no like it looks like it looks like it works it's one of those things that like you buy in a pack of two Mm -hmm. And you and your best friend both oh, have you one, mean- and it will only text your best friend. Oh, you're throwing it back, Beth. So you think that, but I, I that would track, except like Hazel's is actually a phone. Yeah, okay. I know, I know. I, <laughs> I know. would love I it. Like, it just doesn't, it looks like a kind of like that, like something that is very low. like it does not have range on it. It's basically a walkie talkie with a key, but it's got a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, between two devices, it, that it, that's how not real it looks. But yes, that because that thing is tiny, it could just close up and go in her little blue case, and she's she's good. Emma is once again wearing a striped turtleneck. Yeah, she is. So as I watched these these two episodes, I had that song from SpongeBob playing in my head. It's the best time to wear a sweater. striped sweater is all the time. All the time. Yeah, yeah. One with a collar, <laughs> turtleneck that's the kind Mm -mm -mm. some really bad fashion that i only noticed because so i guess people probably don't know this yet but our producer one of our producers charlie the one who's here with us today Mm -hmm. is actually my brother and we live close by so we started watching episodes together um which is really fun and we paused right at the start of this episode to kind of debrief on the last episode Mm -hmm. and because we paused i caught this kid at the water fountain it's not even a notable outfit but he's wearing like cargo pants and they look like the kind that you can zip into shorts Mm -hmm. and they also are like they he seems to have a lot of cargo in the ankle pockets like his ankles are just like bulging it's very weird actually um and i noticed it because we happened to pause hazel's jeweled top and fringe belt iconic i just i love the way it looks on her and i think that it's a great intro outfit um, and then later she has on the blue eyeshadow or blue, not blue eyeshadow, blue eyeliner. And mm-hmm. then the blue top that's like the same shade, which is really resourceful to have found that. And okay, so I will call Manny out and then reward her for her due diligence. But okay, so her odd placement of the mini scrunchies, like the little, the blue mini scrunchies, they went like up her, up the shaft of her ponytail. Yeah. I just wasn't feeling it. I don't think I think it looks a little weird. <laughs> but it's one of those hairstyles that you get from like American Girl magazine, <laughs> except it's from Canadian Girl magazine and Lord only knows what they're telling you is fashionable. Oh my gosh. But I do I like her um, she, she tried something. She did. She's trying to be different cuz she just wears them plain the next day. She was like I'm not feeling it. But her um purple and blue like ombre yes. jacket, I think it's like the first good outfit they gave her i loved it it was very cute i don't know i think she's had good outfits but it was like like a great it was not great to emma because i think some of them have been acute like the the outfit when um they were mirroring uh when emma wore what she wore to the dance that orange top she had she usually Mm -hmm. tends to not wear bright colors because emma wears the brighter colors so, yeah, but like this was definitely like stand out, even though they tacked her in the back. And um, <laughs> very cute. No, Manny cute. looks very yeah. cute. Yes. I think, do you have any more fashion? Uh, just when um, Emma's tracking down the rumor, and I think I mentioned Hazel's 
makeup and top, but I like Paige's crisscross top and the little underlay. Mm -hmm. I love a layer. I love layering. I still layer. It's important, <laughs> but it's a very cute, again, like, you know, very simple page outfit, but I think it's, I, I love it. And you already said Terry's shirt. Gosh, it's so cute. I love Terry's shirt. So cute. But yeah, I'm good for, that's good for the fashion. My favorite corner, fashion corner. <laughs> well, then pew, 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 pew. It's time for shots fired. Um, I tried something. I feel it. Much like Manny's hair. Yeah, gotta try it. <laughs> I really like, Sheila looks at Spinner and she goes, Gavin, it may take you a few extra years, but I can't Just wait for the day you graduate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's great. Mine was Liberties. Was that, what was that one of yours? Okay. Yeah. So we got to, okay. No, but go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> Go back to saving rainforests and whales because when it comes to saving people, you suck. And you know what? She's so shitty. She snaps on that ass. And I feel like that is a right, that is a the retribution that fits what she did. That like consequences need to fit the, the crime. Like she did something wrong to Liberty. No one else was, uh, you know, she she made up with, like, Armstrong's not affected. Nobody really thought that about him. They were, even Sean says, oh, I thought it sounded fake. So I know that they dropped mm -hmm. stuff like that. So we know that's not, the, that's basically the general consensus, is that it kept getting right. more outlandish. People thought it was fake. However, she is not going to get off that easily with trying to smooth over everything with Liberty, because Liberty was genuinely fucking hurt by that. Like, stop trying to save me. Yeah. I'm a person. Like... And and it sucks mm -hmm. because Emma didn't really. Emma should have gone to Liberty. She, first. and the whole episode would have been different because should've. there's no, she goes to her in a very mature, you know, capacity in two other times and is able to like mm. have a conversation with her that I think is been like would have been beneficial before she started spreading rumors. Like she was able to actually like have a conversation with her and see what was going on with her versus like just assuming based on her perspective mm -hmm. and it would have been well there would have been no episode obviously if she just went to liberty but i think right. it's funny how they show her having very meaningful conversations with liberty throughout the episode that she was not able to have initially it's a little weird mm -hmm. it's a little strange but okay <laughs> but anyway we got some great shots Those were, from sheila and liberty yeah coming coming at you so i mean you know i'm gonna take the hunt count i feel like you know we all know that that Paige is no she gets more notorious as the seasons go on for hun but in this episode there's just one and she lets is i think it's hazel who does she let know that she, terry. terry oh hun you can't report a rumor which is uh once again very true Paige the sage but it's I think that you can report a rumor. I'm going to disappear. I'm going to disappear. I'm going to disagree with Paige because, you know, as a former mandated reporter, if I had any hint of bullshit, I'm supposed to fucking blow the whistle. And for me, a hint is a sniff. You know, if I, if I, you know, mm -hmm. but, but she, they, there was no sniffs. So in this situation, what ended up happening was what should have happened. But right. I think that they all should have used, like could have used a class just, just for education, safety. I mean, who am I? <laughs> we have 
also a black hole kind of i know it's- we've already talked about it jt's still got a mom he brings her up again and says like he told a joke that made her shoot milk out of her nose yes. so i guess part of black holes for a while is going to be tracking when jt stops having yes parents. i want to know when jc stops having parents because i don't think they mention it but so that brings us into shining stars and super bummers mm-hmm. which let's see for coming of age oh, yeah, my- I had a couple of shining stars. Yeah. Emma, I think, really shines in this episode. And also, I'm going to, like, even though I feel like this is a more, like, feminist woo episode, I'm going to give it to my man, Sean Cameron, who is a second-time seventh grader (laughs) who is is not only not grossed out by menstruation, which happens to, owe 50% of the population, Mm -hmm. he's, like, impressed by this girl talking about it. Like, Sean Cameron shines in this episode. Right. I I definitely I will agree with that. I was fo- I was focused on my my triad of feminist icons, so I will acknowledge that I think that he's very sweet in this episode. Well, tell me about your triad. Well, of course it's got to be it's got to be Spike. I just think that she kicks ass in the mall and I think it's important to set These are the things that we are able to see that she does for Emma. So I'm going to give her cookies for them because she's not a character that writes herself. She can't control the fuzzy wuzzy moments she has. Love to see a period discussion with them. Didn't get it, but I'm going to give her points because she actually did defend her daughter against cat callers. And that's important. And skeevy men who just think they can say whatever the mm-hmm. fuck. Feminist icons, stand up for your right in a safe way. Don't get, don't get popped out here. Paige, of course, just for being, you know, very reassuring in a time where Emma was clearly about to have an anxiety attack. And I think Manny for being as always, not only a real one, but also just standing beside her friend and, you know, in, in the nick of time, yeah. like who, who could ask for a better friend when you're getting, when you got your period, when you wore a white skirt and you need to give a presentation yeah. to a room full of 12 year olds. So I'm, I am okay with putting Paige in the shining stars, but I think she at least deserves an honorable mention in the super bummers she can get it for uh, the last the end, yes you know what when if she was almost got out she was almost out of the episode scot-free but then she had to go ahead and page so you know what i love a caveat i'll, I'll just put well an asterisk i'll put an asterisk up there for her and just say that i feel like despite her little last minute you know trying to be an ass towards emma and Mm -hmm. i and that is what makes sean cameron a shining star page being kind of a super bummer and i'll take that Mm -hmm. because i think that she did redeem herself in in a way but you know she's always got to remind us that she's still season one page right now but i think the superest of bummers are ashley and jimmy they suck and again (laughs) I I completely understand where both of them are coming from mm-hmm. and like I feel for them and it's not unreasonable that they're teenagers who don't know how to communicate this shit right. and also it's exhausting to watch. It is. It, it, they are a super bummer to watch. Yeah. I will agree with that. I will agree with that. And a little bit Toby too. 
I don't think I have another super bummer to add to that. I feel like it was more of an episode. Oh, okay. No, I'll give JT the super bummer also because he- For being a dick to Emma. Yeah, because it's like, you know, even if she had pissed herself, she's still friends with you and you pissed the bed every Yeah, no, JT's a dick. He's, I don't think he's like the superest bummer. He's not he's the superest bummer. Yeah, he can be. He can be on the rasta because he's just doing too much. What about rumors and reputations? Okay, so I have to give, and I mean, it was this one was harder. I know that. I think we already foiled it a little bit to say that like Emma is an honorable mention because she does right her wrongs. I don't think that doing the most basic right thing is a it's like an honorable mention because I don't know how many people would have because Emma for all of her faults she has a pretty strict moral code nobody really shines in this episode that is why Caroline I'm like I struck I'm you know it's literally coach Armstrong is the actual shining star because I feel like he genuinely went out of his way to keep concealment of a student's genuine uh insecurity and he didn't like she did not want the student body to know that she was struggling with something academically so he kept it under wraps for her and he did not you know he's not that sort of person he was not preying on her so he was completely oblivious to what was going on around him and he handled himself professionally and he would have continued to do so had emma not stepped in however you know emma has to step in otherwise it's just his word against what is swirling around in the school right so i mean like we said emma i will i am not an emma stan but i cannot fault for the fact that i was impressed with a 12 year old for coming for being able to be that 180 about writing a wrong because there could have been the way that terry read her for filth also saying like no uh uh-uh you started the rumor emma like i'll admit to what i did but no i heard it from you like that mm. embarrassment could have literally made her shut down and not like tell Liberty, but right. she came no, forward I'll... and despite her own pride, which we know she has a lot of mm-hmm. and admitted that she was wrong and took the L the two L's. Cause I mean, I want to know what fallout she got from Radich. There should have been something, but definitely the L with Liberty. I don't think there should have been fallout with Radich. Maybe a stern talking to about like how to deal with something like that going forward. But, She's still a good enough kid that that might been, have been enough to to make her feel like she got put in her place. Like she's not a bad right. kid. But like I don't Emma didn't do anything wrong. She just didn't handle the situation correctly. correctly. Right. So I mean that's why she was a little honorable mention. Yeah. Coach Armstrong is my shining star. Yeah, I guess Coach Armstrong is my shining star too. My super bummers are Terry and Spinner. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think Terry, like, I I maintain Terry is the one who started the rumor. Emma had a private conversation with a friend about a concern she had. Mm-hmm. And then she turned it into, like... She didn't have a conversation with Terry. Yeah. Terry overheard mm-hmm. it. And then Terry spread it. Like, right. that's... I, I will agree that, like, you know, the definition of, of rumor was not, not what Emma did. It's what Terry... Yeah. And I just think that, I mean, but like the the point of it is still intact that you should never spread 
information that you don't necessarily know to be true about something. But and and, yeah. and her spreading it was seeing something she couldn't verify and then talking to a friend about it in an area where other people overheard. But yes, Terry, without Terry, that thing did not have legs. Let's be honest. No yeah. one else was there to hear it. It was Terry or the highway. Like it would have fallen, you know, no one else was around to have heard that. And Spinner just Spinner was just spinnering. This whole episode. making the wrong choices all over the place because yeah he was spinning all over spinning i mean yeah i'm not gonna i he was wrong he was 100 percent wrong to collect earwigs to prove right like that's like and the execution was poor if you're gonna do it do it right <laughs> execution sucked but yeah i think th- those are two pretty fair super bummers i'm trying to think mm-hmm. of I mean, honestly, this whole the whole main cast pretty much had a hand in the bullshit. So they're all bumming me out in some way in this episode. <laughs> Everybody pretty much lends a hand to me being bummed the hell out, except for Coach Armstrong, little, yep. little sad bean that he is in the corner, <laughs> and Liberty. You know, Liberty doesn't really bum me out. It's just like I feel bad for her. Liberty bums me out when she runs all she, awkwardly down the hallway. Okay, that can be a shots fired because I'm glad you said it, Caroline. I didn't want to say it, but my <laughs> right, you don't want to make fun of her for that. But it's so awkward and just like my girlfriend said that she was like, "Well, why is she running away like a weirdo? Everybody's gonna think something." <laughs> I was just like, "But I was like, babe, we don't talk about that. We're not gonna make fun of her for that." But she's like, "But genuinely, like, it seems like something happened." And the way that she's running is very, very concerning. Like, she's very odd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I guess there's one more question to yeah, ask. Yeah, of course. Did it go there? Did it go there? Does it go there? Um, for coming of age, uh, I think it's a solid episode. A solid I don't episode. think it goes there. I think I, I would agree with that. Thanks for that wording because it's just like, it has some very like it's a very iconic episode and there are a lot of mm-hmm. strong images that are associated with it but i don't necessarily think that it goes there in the the sense of, in the way that the show means to go there but i enjoyed myself and it was important to the storyline you know and it's important to like i think it's a good episode for young boys and young girls yeah. to watch it helps with yeah because like a lot of people don't even talk about periods so it's actually discussing periods honestly i wish we went a little deeper into jimmy's fucking neglect but ha. well listen i feel like jimmy's i i tried to talk about it just in the attachment style and everything but you know jimmy continues to be neglected spoiler alert please don't be upset but his dad comes onto the show and it just doesn't give you the warm and fuzzies so if you're looking for a healthy familial arc for jimmy you have come to the wrong show no much like jimmy you should go have dinner at the kerwin isaac's household <laughs> that would be a good idea if that's what you want to see you know, go to the, the Jimmy's household is not for you. The Brooks household, move on. <laughs> I kind of feel similarly about the about rumors and reputations. Mm-hmm. It's a solid episode. It doesn't go there. Like the stakes are definitely higher, but there's no they are fallout. I, that, 
for no. you know other than liberty telling her off like emma started a really dangerous rumor uh, absolutely a very dangerous rumor and i think especially with kids this young like once they get older it's it's <laughs> not less of a dis- career destroyer but it's like kids this young typically don't are undereducated about sex and typically don't make things like this up as readily as kids that are you know, have more knowledge, they understand, and they might have a different dynamic with the situation. So it's extremely dangerous, the rumor she spread. But I don't think that, I don't think, again, that it went there in the sense of what the show was trying to to convey. It's it's, It's it's not like Degrassi, it goes No, we're not yellow knifing it. We're just, we're definitely, though, tackling some issues that are important. Nothing, honestly, if we're being honest, like, even the first episode like yes it it goes there more than anything else has this season yes <laughs> but like nothing happens to emma compared no. to like what degrassi is going to become season one does not go there oh yeah i feel like if you know in the off chance that you have never seen an episode of degrassi and are watching it with us we're honored that would be awesome if this is fresh to you but um it, it buckle it in. really does escalate like the the problems that they go through grow with the age like if you think that oh they're just 15 what could they talk about everything it just gets everything it, it's come it, it gets it's compounding don't worry we're gonna walk you through it but it's a lot <laughs> it continues to stack up so yeah so thank you for joining us on your mom's podcast next week we'll be watching sean and emma's disaster of a first date in friday night followed by emma being a horrible friend in wannabe and then we'll round it out with a cute but cringy interpretive dance number in cabaret and there's a heavy emphasis on cringy this episode of your mom's podcast was made possible in part by mini pads dyscalculia and support from listeners like you. If you'd like to further support our show, you can follow our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YMPadcast and on TikTok at Your Mom's Padcast. You can also visit our website at www.padcast.com. Your Mom's Padcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you feel so inclined, subscriptions and reviews are another great way to support the show. If you'd like to support us financially, you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash yourmomspadcast. And remember, that's Padcast. P-A-H-D-C-A-S-T. Thank you.